and welcome to the Diagnosis Infertility Podcast, where tears, encouragement, and laughter will fill your soul. My name is Andrea, and my medical chart reads infertility, but I prefer to think of myself as an IVF warrior, because even though I now have two little humans in my house, that diagnosis not only has stayed on my medical chart, but continues to drive who I am. And when I was in the thick of it, it controlled who I was. I hated my body. I did not take care of myself. My mindset was totally off and I obsessed about getting pregnant. And maybe you can connect with that too. If so, this podcast is for you. Here, it's all about real talk and giving you validation in that annoyingly real and raw emotion through this journey. As a health and life coach, I not only want to share my journey, but set you up with success as you navigate your own fertility struggles. Buckle up, lady, because here we go. Okay, team, and welcome back. Today we're going to do part two. It's everything I didn't get to last week because the episode ended up being way longer than I anticipated. So part two of this is what not to say to people going through infertility. Now, I still do it. I don't even mean to, but I still fumble around those hurting and big fertility struggles. Will I say the right thing? Will I upset them? The answer is probably not. I'm probably more uncomfortable than they are. But being there for someone, even if you don't know what to say, will speak volumes. So here are a few things to avoid when you are trying to fill the awkward silence when talking to someone going through fertility struggles or infertility. First, don't compare. Don't tell them about your friend's sister who had two miscarriages and then had three kids without complication. Don't tell them about your cousin who had an unsuccessful round of IVF and then got pregnant naturally. Those are other people's success stories. We are guaranteed nothing. And we should not guarantee others something. Because we don't know if this will happen for everyone. We don't know the plan that is set forth for them. We just don't know. So don't compare other success stories. We are guaranteed nothing. Second, there are a bunch of one-liners that might sound, I ever say that, but Honestly, it comes up more than more in conversation than one person would think. Because like I said, sometimes it gets a little awkward in between talking when you don't exactly know what to say to somebody who's going through infertility. So you just have this compulsion to fill the void. So here are the one-liners that just please, please, please avoid. Just relax. Infertility is considered a disease due to its medicalization. It's a chronic condition, you guys. That means it has criteria to be a disability. You would never go up to somebody with a broken arm and tell them to just relax. So don't tell people to just relax because that's, it's just not going to work. That is dumb advice. Sorry. (laughs) Um, The other one is everything happens for a reason. No, everything doesn't happen for a reason. Sometimes bad things just happen that didn't have to, and it sucks. God still uses crappy situations for his good, but sometimes really sucky things happen. What you could say is, I'm sorry that this happened, or I'm sorry this is happening. That sucks. 
you know, one thing I've always found is that a well-placed F-bomb really sums up the situation and at times can even be more supportive than any other word. Uh, We had a friend whose dad died and it was expected. It was cancer. Uh, It doesn't make it any easier. But what we just said back was the F-word. And he was like, yeah. And really it, not that it meant more to him, but he just got the anguish that we were feeling. He could just understand the loss we felt for him. So it's okay. Sometimes just a really well-placed F-bomb works too. Okay. Next. It will happen when you least expect it. Okay, yes, if you're my brother-in-law who met his wife when he wasn't really looking for a wife, but now not so much with a disability here. It won't happen when you least expect it because all we do is expect it. Don't give people false hope. Instead, you could say, I believe your dreams will come true because you know what? Dreams might change. This is a total side tangent and likely content for an entire different episode, but I believe that if you truly, and I mean truly want what God wants and submit yourself to his plan and will, what you want will naturally align with what he wants for you. Okay, that's kind of confusing. So what I'm saying is that if you genuinely submit yourself to God's will and truly want his plan for you, I truly believe that the deep desires in your heart will be what he wants for you. That doesn't mean it's going to happen like today. I'm just saying that's what I believe. Okay. So saying that you believe to someone that their dreams will come true isn't out of reach because again, if they can fully let go and submit to God's will, I 100% 100 believe that their wants and passions will align with what he wants. The next one. Have you tried blank insert whatever tip you feel like you need to tell us here the answer is yes we've tried doing a handstand for 10 minutes after sex we've tried a 7 a.m romp okay you guys i totally have to tell you this hilarious story about mark's grandma so we were in the thick of trying to conceive and it was to the point where you know we've started telling a lot of our family that we were trying to conceive and it was unsuccessful yada 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 and Mark's grandma called him and they talk often enough like her calling him wasn't unusual so they're talking and grandma was talking about an episode she had watched on like whatever Good Morning America or the Today Show and she was saying that they were talking about the best time of day to do things so she was talking about how the best time to book a flight is like 10 a.m. the best time to go to the gym is 5 p.m. after work and then she goes And the best time to conceive a baby is 7 a.m. So you and Andrea set your alarm tomorrow morning for 7 a.m. And (laughs) I don't even know what happened after that. I don't know what Mark did. He's like super classy with his grandma. So I know it was totally respectful and totally fine. But you guys so hilarious so what I'm getting at is don't tell people what time to have sex unless you're Mark's 85 year old grandma and then I guess you get a free pass but don't give unsolicited advice don't tell us have you tried this because guaranteed we've tried it and tried a lot more silly things that we're never going to admit the next one is just get drunk it works for teenagers okay 
conceiving in general is a miracle. It in women who have strong, healthy, good quality eggs, and with a man who has good quality sperm, it's really only still a 20% chance of conceiving, which is really not that high if you think about it. So the fact that this even happens is still, and like still many things aligning, is crazy to me. So no, me getting drunk and having sex in the backseat of my parents' car isn't going to work. Sorry, mom. I told, I told my mom that I tell her, earmuffs before I talked about sex so she could sleep at night so I'll I'll just remember next time okay the next one is just adopt some people simply are not called to adoption some are it's just not that easy and it's a full calling to be aligned with this just adopt isn't just like when you say just adopt it makes it sound so easy it's just not that easy even when you have considered adoption makes it seem like you don't believe that these people can get pregnant or that you don't believe I can get pregnant. Instead, saying something like, what routes are you all considering to become parents? Because you guys, everyone is so different. I have people in my life who won't even touch a fertility drug because it's like playing God to them. And then I have, you have me who basically was like, okay, shoot me up with whatever you need to. Let's effing go. (laughs) And we never considered adoption. I didn't feel called to it. I didn't feel pulled to it. Um, I haven't really talked about this much, but professionally, um, before I became a health and life coach, I practiced full-time as an occupational therapist and I work primarily in pediatrics. And I really felt my calling to adoption and foster care system in my professional role. And it wasn't something I ever felt called to on a personal level. So, you know, everyone is just very different in where they're feeling called. So, Okay, the next one is God's timing is perfect. Yes, it is. We know that. It's not helpful for you to remind us of that. It feels like you are minimalizing our pain. Just because God's timing is perfect doesn't mean I am not in pain right now. So don't tell me God's timing is perfect. I know that already. And overall, the next one is just minimalizing our experience. So a lot of the things I experienced was just wait until you have three kids or just wait until this, you know, I'll just wait until they're crawling all over you and you wish you had a break. Lady, all I do is wait. I remember that one time my sister-in-law was very discouraged because she had to pump in the car on the way to a wedding and it was just weighing on her and She kind of wanted to complain, but I remember her talking about it and she just kept reminding herself that she dreamed and prayed for this inconvenience. You guys, we would love the inconvenience. And honestly, now that it's here and my kids are super nuts, I reflect back on how much I wanted this. Again, this is probably a topic for another episode on another day, but trust me, we want the inconvenience. So don't minimalize it because we would love it. Okay, so you guys, these are just a few of the things to try to avoid when you're talking to somebody who is trying to conceive, who is going through infertility, or who is just generally struggling with wanting kids. So that doesn't mean don't talk to them. We generally want everyone to reach out to us. We want you to support us more. And again, I mentioned this in the last episode, but we're figuring this out too. We don't know the right way to handle infertility. Just like you don't maybe know the right way to talk to us about infertility. But the goal is to connect. Don't disconnect, just connect. And then, you know, maybe if you say something that is a little offensive, 
call yourself out on it. Ask, ooh, should I not have said that? Or, ooh, how did that comment make you feel? It's okay. Just get in there. Connect. You don't have to fix their problems. They're not asking you to fix their problems. They just want somebody to listen and to feel validated. So there are ways to encourage, and I mentioned a lot of these in episode four, so go back and check that out. And also, you guys, don't forget to follow me on Instagram, her.andreahenser.com. And again, thank you for those of you reaching out and talking about the podcast and sharing it on social media. It really does mean a lot to me, and it really does make a difference. Thank you for pressing play today. If you found value in today's episode, or feel that someone in your life could use a burst, share this episode on social media. Don't forget to tag me in it so I can give you a shout out. Or send it to your husband, a friend, or even your mom right now. Sometimes we need to share what resonates with us so other people can understand too. And remember, maybe it's time to stop being afraid of what can go wrong and start being excited about what can go right. You've got this. You are doing a great job. Until next time.